Okay, Parshas Vayakhil. This is um, today's Parsha is almost entirely, seemingly um, repetitive because it's the story of the Mishkan all over again. In Parsha's Truma, we already had the mitzvah, the Mishkan, and all the vessels, and so on and so forth. And now in this Parsha, Moshe gathers all the Jewish people and tells them over all the details that we've already learned throughout the last couple of Parshias. And that's how this week's Parsha begins, on the top of your page. Periklamet Hepasik Aleph. I'm sorry? Yeah, well, now it's being made, but he's going through all the details of what is being made. Moshe gathers all the Jewish people and tells them, These are the things that Hashem told you to do. And he goes on to enumerate all the different vessels and the, the mechanics and how it's made and so on and so forth. Now, it's very, there's a very fascinating Ramban, Nachmanides, right in the beginning of the Parsha. And he talks about the fact that we have these, so to speak, these two tellings of the story of the Mishkan, the way it was told over in Parshas Truma, and the way it's told over in Parshas Vayakhil. Yeah. And this Ramban is really subject of a major debate. And really there's three great opinions that I want to explore together um, of when exactly did Hashem tell Moshe the mitzvah of the Mishkan, and when did Moshe tell it over to the Jewish people? Right? Every transmission of Hashem to us has two steps. There's Hashem tells it to Moshe, and then Moshe tells it to the Jewish people. When did these happen? In that year, right? We're all talking, this is all the year after the giving of Torah. Let's, let's just remember quickly what happened that year, right? We left Mitzrayim, we left Egypt on Pesach, right? Shavuos, we got the Torah. Forty days later, you know, Moshe goes out 40 days, forty days later, we have the golden calf and the first luchas are broken. Right. right now we're holding the 17th of Tammuz. Okay. Moshe goes back up for another set of 40 days mm-hmm. to have beg for forgiveness. Comes back down on? Right. No, Rosh Chodesh Elul. Huh? The second set of 40 days, he comes down Rosh Chodesh oh. Elul. Turns around and goes back up for a third set of 40 days and comes oh. down on Yom Kippur with oh, the second oh. Luchos. Oh. Okay? Remember, there was three sets of 40 days. We're talking about 120 days. From oh. Shavuos... Till Yom Kippur is just about 120, 123 days because of the ups and downs. Yeah. But it's three sets of 40. Yeah. Again, the first 40, he got the first luchos, came down, broke them. Second 40, he went up to Davin, came back 40. down. For the second set of 40 days was just Davening. Yeah. Came back down, turned around, went up for a third set of 40 days, yeah. came down on Yom Kippur with the second luchos. So the second second 40 were down here on the ground? No. They he were was, Moshe was in heaven three times for 40 times. days each time. Okay. The final 40 days finishes on Yom Kippur when he comes down with the luchos. Excuse me, it says, Salachti Kedvaracha, I have forgiven you. Hashem says, I have forgiven you as you have requested. That's the story. Now, take all that period of time. When, now, what's the joke? I can't. I get the stupid image in my head of him coming down the second time, which has a t-shirt that says, you know, I went to Mitzrayim. I mean, I went to heaven. All you got was his T-shirt. Okay, this, this I'm not. I'm not going to comment on that. Okay, um, I'm just. I'm not. Either. I'm not going to say who said it. Right? Just came down empty-handed the second time. Well, it came down with forgiveness. But okay. Anyways, this is the story. Now the shaila is: When did Hashem give the mitzvah of the Mishkan? When did it happen? At which point? When did Hashem tell Moshe all the details of Parshas Truma? That's question A. Question B: When did Moshe? Tell it all to the Jewish people. We know it. There's a Rashi on that. We'll see. We'll see soon. And we're going to see that there's three great opinions in Torah about how this works. Okay? Opinion number one is the Ramban. 
Yeah. And his opinion. When did he live? When did the Ramban live? Yeah. About 850 years ago, give or take a couple of years. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Ramban writes, and I have her extensive quote on the whole paragraph, so I'm not going to read the entire thing inside with you. Of course, you're welcome to take the sheets afterward. Um, but he says the following. He says, the, the initial mitzvah, when Hashem told him, when Hashem told Moshe to make the Mishkan, was when Moshe was on the mountain the first time, during the first set of the 40 days. Yeah. First time around, he's up on the mountain, Hashem gives him all the Torah and the mitzvah of the Mishkan, which means it was before the luchos were broken. Right? First set. Now, Moshe comes down, breaks the luchos, goes back up, davens, comes back down, goes back up, comes back down. Yeah. After Yom Kippur, after the third set, the next day happens Vayakhil Moshe. Moshe gathers the Jewish people, says, gentlemen, men and ladies, we're going to make a Mishkan. And that's where Vayakhil was set. So if you ask the Ramban, why are there two sections? Why is it set in Truma, Tetzave, and then again Vayakhil, Pikudei? The answer is it's two separate times. Hashem yeah. told it to Moshe and the first 40 days of Moshe's on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's when Truma Tetzava was said. Moshe tells it to the Jewish people in Vayakhil Pikude yeah. after he's already back down with the second Luchos. It's after yeah. Yom Kippur. That is the opinion of the Ramban. Uh-huh. Again, it's in that paragraph there. Uh-huh. I'll, le- I'll let you do the reading on your own. Okay? <sighs> That's Ramban. That doesn't answer why it had to be repeated. Correct. Correct. I wasn't asking why it has to be repeated. I'm just pointing out. He explains the two stories as Hashem talking which happens at one period of time, Moshe at another time. Why it has to be repeated, perhaps we'll get to soon. He time, told the Jews Time allowing. No. Hashem told it to Moshe right. in the first 40 days. Yeah, no, 40. Moshe tells it to the Jews after the last 40, 40 days. Right. After Yom Kippur. Yeah. Good? Good. Num- opinion number two is the Medrash Tanchuma, one of the Medrashim. It yeah. goes way back. And this is the opinion that Rashi brings in his commentary to the Chumash more than once. And that is that the whole thing, both Hashem's telling Moshe, as well as Moshe telling the Jewish people, all happened on Yom Kippur and the day after Yom Kippur. In other words, after the second Luchos were given. That sounds odd. And it was done as a sign of forgiveness. In other words, the whole story of the Mishkan, according to Rashi and the Medrash Tanchuma, was Hashem saying, yes, I have forgiven you for the golden calf, therefore make for me a Mishkan for me to dwell amongst you. Which means that the whole thing, all of it was said after, at the end, that is, of the third period of 40 years. God tells them after that? Yes. It was the time of Sinai. This is correct. That's what I'm saying. That according to this opinion, the mitzvah of the Mishkan yeah. was given as a sign of, of forgiveness. And therefore, it's after the third period of 40 days when he gives him the, the eagle, the, the, the luchos. What's this Rashi that talks about kol diktu hehem and all the details and the pratim and the diktu kehem were at the Sinai? Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Okay, so how does that fit in what you just said? You said the Rashi says all the details of Torah oh, were given like by this, Sinai. Like this was given all details, so to everything else. Interesting question. It's an interesting question, something to think about. I don't know the answer offhand. Yeah. I could probably guess, but let, let me not go there. Okay. It's a good question. Let's, but we can read this again. This, this is what and the that Medrash, was Rashi who said it. That's correct. This is the Medrash Tanchuma. This is Rashi in two places. Let's read one. Just, yeah. We'll read the, the uh, shortest reference. Yeah. Rashi in Parshat Kisisa. 
Rashi says, oh. Hashem gave Moshe the uh, the um, the luchos ein mukta melucher b'Torah. Maisa egal kodem litzivui meleches hamishkan yomim rabim hoya. Rashi says that the story of the egal of the golden calf preceded the mishkan many days, because on the seventeenth the time was the luchos were broken. Ubiyomaki purim nisratza hakadosh baruch hu liYisrael on Yom Kippur's where Hashem. Forgave the Jewish people. They didn't start with the Mishkan until after atonement was granted on Yom Kippur. I'm confused. I'm sorry. It's dumb, I'm sure. But I thought you, you were saying that he was holding that it was given over to us as part of our forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So then why wouldn't he brought it down and describe it after the second 40 days? Because after the second 40 days, forgiveness was not complete. Wasn't Forgiveness was not complete till Yom Kippur. Okay? Why so, wasn't he given after the second 40 days? Then? What's the problem with that? Because forgiveness is not complete until Yom Kippur. That's when Hashem said, Salachti kid yeah. That's when he gave him the second luchos. In fact, Rashi says that's why the Mishkan is called Mishkan Ha'edus. Edus Luch. It's a witness to all people of the world that Hashem has forgiven us for our sin. So the whole concept of the Mishkan, according to Rashi and the Medrash Tanchuma, is a symbol of forgiveness for the act of the ego, and therefore came after the whole story. That's the opinion of Rashi. Okay? okay. So we have, let's just quickly, Ramban's opinion was that part, Hashem told it to Moshe before the Egel, Moshe tells it to the Jewish people at the end, after the Egel. Rashi says, it all came afterward. Opinion number three, and I have it in the papers, Gimel, is the Zohar. The Zohar takes the opposite extreme, which means he says... Wait, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if, if Rashi says it all came after, right? then what's the two tellings for it? Well, the two tellings, no matter time-wise when they were said, the two tellings is Hashem talking to Moshe and Moshe talking to the Jewish people. No matter how, when they happen, so there's Rashi, two steps. Rashi wasn't disagreeing that, that it was told over to Moshe in the first 40 Correct. He said... No, 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 wrong. Rashi says, after on Yom Kippur, after Hashem says, Moshe, here's the second Luchos, and Hashem tells Moshe the whole story. Moshe comes down the mountain, the next day he tells the Jewish people the whole story. So then there isn't that first telling, and then so why is it... The two tellings are Hashem to Moshe and Moshe to the Jewish people, right. but they both happen on the same day. They're not in two separate times, but they're Hashem talking to Moshe, and there's Moshe talking to the Jewish people. Even if they both happen after Yom Kippur, there's two tellings. What was going because, on? Because the Torah is not necessarily in order, and therefore it doesn't matter that it was... Correct. 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 So according... Again, no matter... There's two questions here. There's no question about the fact that Truma and Tetzabah is Hashem talking to Moshe. But Yaakov Bikud is Moshe talking to Jewish people. That's not under debate. That's not a discussion. The question is when these two tellings happened. So Ramban has them in two separate uh, sides of the story, at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Rashi has them both yeah. after Yom Kippur. Yeah. Now, get ready for this. Zohar has both tellings, get this, on the day of the giving of Torah, before Moshe goes up to the mountain, even for the first 40 days. In other words, how could he have that? There's give me a moment. And what day? What day did Hashem give Moshe the Torah? Shavuos. What day of the week was it? I don't remember. What day of the week was the giving of Torah? Everyone should know. You were all there. It was Shabbos. The Gemara says. I was resting on Shabbos. I remember you. <laughs> That's the problem. You missed the first time. Anyway, so Shabbos, Hashem gives us the Torah. Yeah. Moshe doesn't go up to Mount Sinai until the next day. The Zohar says that on that day 
of Shabbos, after Torah was given, Hashem tells Moshe, come here, I have a piece of information for you. And Hashem gave him Parshas Truma and Titzava and told him the mitzvah of the Mishkan. Before, before going up? Yes. And Moshe, on that day before going up, tells Vayakil Pikude to the Jewish people. So that before Moshe even went up the mountain the very first time, he had already told the Jewish people, we're making a Mishkan, and let's start gathering monies. Give me a minute. The Tsar says, and I'll prove it to you. Fascinating proof of the Tsar. Tsar says, 40 days later, the Jewish people want to make a golden calf. Where did they get the gold from? There's what does the Pasuk say? Earrings, rings, Bracelets. says the Tsar. What's with their gold and silver? Why earrings? The people were wealthy. They came out of Egypt with Kesef Ezov, with gold and silver. Where was it? Says Zohar, I'll tell you where it was. The they already donated it for the Mishkan. Oh. They didn't have access to it. Because Moshe Rabbeinu gave them the mitzvah of making the Mishkan before he even went up. In fact, the Zohar oh. says, in fact, the Zohar says, Hashem preempted the gold of the Egel with the gold that they took to make the Mishkan. It was, it was, all, part of, it was all part of Hashem's plan. And he gave them, he had them make the, give the mitzvah of giving the gold away to the Mishkan. And therefore, when it came to making an eagle, they didn't have gold. And that's why they used their earrings and the nizamim and the, and the things and the jewelry that they had. That's what the Zohar says. So therefore, let, let me summarize, especially for Avram who just walked in. I want to summarize. We're talking about the three major opinions of when did Hashem give Moshe the mitzvah of building the Mishkan and when did Moshe tell it to the Jewish people. And we've been discussing it and the summary is that there's three opinions. One opinion is the Ramban, in the beginning of the sixth parasha of Vayakhil. The Ramban says, Hashem gave the, to Moshe the mitzvah on the first 40 days when Moshe was on the mountain. Moshe told it to the Yidden when he came down after Yom Kippur, after the last, 30, after the last 40 days. So that's opinion one. Hashem told it to Moshe in the beginning of the, 40, the first 40 days, Moshe told it to the Yidden after the end of the last 40 days. The Medrash on Chuma and Rashi on Chumash is that everything happened after Yom Kippur. The whole Hashem's mitzvah of building a Mishkan was after Yom Kippur. Mishkan Eidus as a symbol of forgiveness that Hashem forgave them for the eagle. So both Hashem telling Moshe and Moshe telling the Jewish people all happened afterward. That's Rashi and Chumash and the Medrash on Chuma. The Zohar has the most shocking opinion and that is that Hashem told Moshe and Moshe told it to the Jewish people even before Moshe Rabbeinu went up the first time. On the day of Matan Torah, after Torah was given, Hashem tells Moshe the mitzvah of making the Mishkan, Moshe tells it to the Jewish people, and so much so the Zayar says, that's why when it came to Egel Azov, they didn't have gold. They had to use their, their earrings and their jewelry because the gold was already given away. These are three major, obviously all of these we're talking about the ultimate authorities of Torah, the Zayar, Kodesh, Rashi, Medrashtan, Chuma, Ramban, these are all Rishonim and Tanoim. Three tremendous opinions about the, the chronological order of when things were given. When did Hashem tell Moshe? When did Moshe tell the Jewish people? And that's why he's saying why we have a two week. Was it two weeks ago we had the first talking about the Mishkan, and now we skip it and then we come back to it? Well, that's okay. this that is, so again, so this doesn't this doesn't really resolve that. You know, no. that the oh. fact that we we dealt with Truma Titzava and then Vayakul Bikudi is because one is talking about when Hashem told it to Moshe, and the other one Moshe told it to us. Oh. But as far as when those two things happen, oh. so these are three different approaches. 
So, right, in a way, the Ramban is the most logical looking at the Torah. Two were said earlier, one was said later. But Medrashan Chum and Rashi say, no, Hashem told Meshem, all afterward. Zara says, Hashem told Meshem, all before. So these are the three opinions. Now, there's a couple of points here, and time allowing, I want to, I want to share two, what I think are, are fascinating ideas. One is, of these three opinions, which is the most uh, perplexing? Or like, shock, or like, un, like, which one would catch us most by surprise? I think, is the Zer. Right? Why, on the day of Matan Torah, Moshe didn't even go up to the mountain yet to learn all the mitzvahs. Suddenly, Hashem is telling him, "You got to make the Mishkan." And Moshe is already telling it to the Jewish people. Why does that preempt the first forty days where Hashem is going to teach Moshe the entire Torah? Why, right on that day, is it like of utmost importance? that before Moshe goes up the mountain, even for time number one, already he's getting the mitzvah and already he's giving over to the Jewish people. It makes sense, especially if he knew he was going to bring down some physical manifestation of, of the Torah, like the Lucas. A place to put it, so a pill to it. Okay, very good point, and there could be other ways of explaining it. I want to give over one idea that the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, and that's in the, the final paragraph here, Tanya Perik Lamadalit. Again, tonight we haven't been reading, but again, you have the paper, I hope you take it and read it on your own. And the Rambam in Perik, uh, the, not the Rambam, the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, Lamadala, says something fascinating. He says, by Matan Torah, the Jewish people had a very, uh, what's the word I want to use, a very uh, shocking experience and something that could easily have depressed them. And that is what happened by the giving of Torah. Hashem reveals himself to the Jewish people, right, for the first time, and everyone's all excited and they're counting down to it from and what do all the Jewish people do? They die. Why do they die? They can't handle the revelation. And then Hashem revives them and Hashem says the next commandment and they all die again. They can't handle it. And then they come to Moshe and say, Moshe, this is, you know, it's, it's you know, dying and being, this is terrible for the heart. It's no good. Please, this, we can't do this. You talk to Hashem. Right? Basically, what's the message that, that the nation just got? Hashem can't really be revealed to us. That's a pretty sobering message. After all, they came out of Mitzrayim. We're going to be Hashem's nation. He's going to choose us. We're going to be, you know, buddy buddies. But if he shows up, we're dead. So immediately Hashem said, okay, tell them there's a way that I can rest amongst them. And that's the Mishkan. So there's going to be, if you do this right, I can't, Bishachanti Bishocham. I'll be able to rest amongst you. I'll be able to, to live it within you, amongst you. You'll be able to, to experience me. Even though the way that it happened today, because it wasn't, it didn't follow the, uh, the rules, the protocol that I, that I made, so therefore you couldn't handle it. But immediately Hashem gave them the Mishkan to show them that yes, in the proper form, using the right kalim and the right measurements and following to a T what they're told, then v'shachanti b'soicham, I will be able to rest amongst you, Hashem tells the Jewish people. And that's why that becomes something that's a, it's like an immediate response to what happened on that day. On that day they felt, oh, Hashem can't be revealed to us because we can't handle it. Says Hashem to Moshe on that day, tell them right away, that if they follow the way I tell them, then they'll be able to make a Mishkan and I will be able to live amongst them. So that is a, 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 a purish of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya. I'm sorry? Problem with that. Which is? You're saying that the revelation of Hashem, Anochi Velohihi, are the two first commandments, in response to that, event, that's why God says you should, you know, don't worry about it Jews we're going to make a mishkan and you can handle it there, okay. that assumes that this, I'll make a mishkan, that assumes that the Aserah Sadiros came before 
came before the Mishkan answer. You understand? Okay. Isn't that a problem? Why? Because they, they didn't get a shah up until God goes up the mountain. No, 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 no. no. Matan Torah was on the sixth day of Sivan in the morning. Okay. Moshe didn't go up the mountain until the next day, and he went up for 40 days. Yeah. That morning, Shabbos oh, that morning, morning of Shavuos. He had all the Ten Commandments. Yes. That's what oh. it was said. Okay. Now, um, okay, one more idea. One, okay, one, one more idea. I want to share a beautiful <coughs> idea of the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, of course, we have three-year opinions of the Torah. All of them are mm -hmm. great tzaddikim. We have a concept, the Gemara tells us, whenever you have a machlokas of great tzaddikim, elu ve'elu divri elokim chayim, they all come from Hashem. There's got to be truth to all of them. And all of them carry an important message for us. The Gemara says that in, in, in Gemara and Erevin, about the machlokas of Beisham and Beisilo, that the heavenly voice called out and said, elu ve'elu divri elokim chayim ki Beisilo. But there's truth to all. What's the deeper truth and message to all of these three approaches? To the story of the Mishkan, how it was, how it came to us. And he says the following. He says, if you think about it, according to the opinion of, according to the opinion of um, the Zohar, when was the mitzvah of the Mishkan given to us? Before we ever sinned. Right? We were like tzaddikim. We were just converted because we all just converted by Matan Torah. We were like tzaddikim, and the mitzvah of the Mishkan was given to us. According to Rashi and the Medrash Tanhuma, when was the mitzvah given? After Yom Kippur. What were we? Bali Tshuva. Right? We had done the ultimate sin, we had done the terrible sin, and it's Yom Kippur, and our forgiveness is accepted. We're the Baal Tshuva. According to the Ramban, when was the mitzvah given? In the beginning, and it went all the way through until after Yom Kippur. In that time when we were Rishoyim, still we had the mitzvah of making a Mishkan. Three approaches. In other words, was the mitzvah given to Tzaddikim? Was the mitzvah given to Balei Tshuva? Or was the mitzvah given to Rishoyim, who are not Tzaddikim and not Balei Tshuva, they're just doing an act of Rasha. And these three opinions, each one is taking a different angle. And, and, and the message is that the mitzvah that a yid has to make for Hashem a dwelling place in his home, in his heart, v'shechanti b'socham, to create a place for Hashem to dwell, is wherever we're at, at whatever level. Someone might say, I'm such a tzaddik, why well, don't I need a mishkan? Like, I'm good with Hashem, I'm holy, why don't I take physical articles and make a, a home and a place? No, no, no. You need a mishkan. A guy might say, I'm a Balshuva, I'm just, in, you know, I'm, I'm leaving this world. I'm just getting holier and holier. You need a Mishkan. A guy might say, I'm a Russia, I can't, Hashem can't rest within me. You need a Mishkan. You can have a Mishkan. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea that you have all these three different Shittas. And there's truth to each one of the Shittas. The truth is that the, 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 each one is giving us a message that this very central mish, mitzvah Hashem says, I need you to create for me a place in this world and a dwelling place and there I will rest and, I'm, and through that in your homes, in everyone's homes. That is something that's applicable and is necessary for every yid, no matter where they are on that trajectory. Whether they're at the Tzaddik level, they're at the Balchuva level, they're still at the level of Russia, they're still doing Averis, still to them through the Mitzvah. So why don't we take money from Russia? A lot of rabbis won't, if they feel the money is not those people still have an obligation to give. 
That's a very good question. Um, it's a, I can't talk for all rabbis. I don't know everyone's opinion on the matter and how and why and what. Um, it depends. It, it's sometimes, for example, this is an example. I, I don't do extreme. If, if a person steals money and gives it to tzedakah, that money is, 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 is Avera money. That money you can't do a mitzvah with. So if, if I have a doubt whether this money is, is created through kosher or non-kosher things, as we have a halacha that a mitzvah can only be done, you can't have a mitzvah above Avera. So if, let, let's say I know this person, I know for a fact, worked on Shabbos, and that's where this money is coming from. So halachically, there's a problem with taking that money. It's a halachic issue. Now, this person has a mitzvah of giving tzedakah, but it would be up to the wise person to figure out to receive the tzedakah from monies that aren't forbidden. So it becomes, I guess some people say, but I don't know where it's coming from, so I want to be more machmer. I get it. But there, there is a concept called Mitzvah Babavir. There is such a concept. Um, again, how that applies and where that applies, I'll leave that for greater postkin to deal with. I want to finish with one last thing. These three concepts of Tzadik, Rasha, Balshuva, and how all of them are Shaykh to the Mishkan, we have indicated also in the epicenter of the Mishkan and Beis Amikdash. What was the holiest and central center of the entire Mishkan and Beis Amikdash? was the Aram. What was in the Aram? Luchos. But that's not it. The Gemara says, Basra, Luchos v'shivrei Luchos munachim ba'aram. The Luchos, which means the second set of Luchos, as well as the shivrei Luchos, the broken Luchos, are both in the Aram. Let's think about that. What's represented in the Luchos and the broken Luchos? All three. All three levels. How is that? The second Luchos, that's the Balchuva. They were given to us after we did shuvah, after we sinned and lost the first ones, and we did shuvah and we got the second luchos. The first luchos was the tzaddikim. We got them before we ever sinned. But they're broken. That's the rishayim. It's broken because of the rishayim. So when you have broken first luchos, that really brings together the tzaddikim and the rishayim. Because the actual first luchos were given to us as tzaddikim, the brokenness represents the rasha. The second luchas are Balchuva, and all of them are in the center, uh-huh. are in the center of our Beis Amikdash. In fact, we're told that the word that brings Klal Yisrael together is Sibur. We're at Sibur, we're a community. What does the word Sibur stand for? Sadik, Benini, Virasha. We're only complete oh, when it all comes right. together. That's when the luchas and the Shivru luchas are there in the Aron, and when all these three come together to create a Mishkan, that's when we have a true Mishkan for Hashem, indicated in the first word of this week's parsha, Vayakhel Moshe. Moshe gathers us all together to give us over the mitzvah of Mishkan, because Mishkan is not only for Tzadikim, and it's not only for Rishayim, it's not only for Bali Shuvah. It can only be a Mishkan for Hashem when it really contains all of Klal Yisrael together. Good. It's interesting that the first